From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, February 28th. A uranium mill in White Mesa, Utah, imported over a million pounds of radioactive waste from Estonia this summer. And the public is only just hearing about it now, thanks to a glitch in the state's database. This is not the first time the White Mesa mill has received radioactive waste from foreign countries, but some people are concerned that the recent deal sets a bad precedent for importing more waste in the future. KZMU's Emily Arnson reports. Uranium is not in high demand right now. It hasn't been for a while, which is why so many of the country's uranium mills have closed. In fact, all of them have closed except for one, the White Mesa mill just south of Blanding. They can't make a profit from normal uranium processing anymore, so they've gotten creative. Instead of closing, they've switched to something called alternate feed processing. Basically, the mill gets paid to take radioactive waste from other facilities. But there's a catch. The mill can't just dump the material in their waste pits. Tim Peterson is a public lands advocate with the Grand Canyon Trust. They have to run it through the milling process to extract whatever uranium is contained within that material. And in this case, it's less than 1%. So more than 99% of what was shipped will be eventually disposed of in the tailing cells or in those waste pits. That sounds more like a dump. The distinction is pretty important. Mills and disposal sites are built differently. Disposal sites need different infrastructure to make sure the waste is stored safely. Plus, radioactive waste dumps have to be located far from where people live. And this mill is located close to where people live. The mill is just a few miles north of the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe's White Mesa Reservation. They can smell the mill when it's operating and the wind is moving just right. There have been numerous incidences of trucks not being properly covered and of spilling radioactive material on the highway near the community. There are concerns over contamination of groundwater. They keep finding exceedances of the acceptable levels of contaminants. It's really hard to measure exactly how these factors affect the health of a community. Other nearby communities have suffered from uranium milling, but... These are really, really difficult things to quantify. There was a a uranium mill at Monticello many years ago, and a cancer cluster was identified there. And after years and years of study, of epidemiological studies, the conclusions were murky. Peterson is also worried about transparency when it comes to importing waste. There's no way for the public to know when it's arriving, where it's coming from, what method of shipment is being used. We only received them because an attorney of ours was curious and he emailed an employee at the division and then the employee sent him the records because there was some sort of glitch with the system. It's not public information how much the mill was paid to take this batch of waste, but other financial reports from the mill show that it's cheaper to send waste to White Mesa than it would be to send it to a disposal site. Peterson is concerned this cost difference will bring even more waste to Utah. If the citizens of Silomay, Estonia, thought there was too much concern to put it in uranium tailing cells there, why should it be okay uh, to go into tailing cells here near an indigenous community? For KZMU, I'm Emily Arnson. States in the Upper Colorado River Basin are asking the federal government to stop sending water downstream from a major reservoir to prop up Lake Powell. Alex Hager with our partners at KUNC has more. 
Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, and New Mexico say they want to let this wet winter give a boost to Flaming Gorge Reservoir. It has been a pivotal stash of water for those states. For the past few years, water managers have drawn from Flaming Gorge to store more water at Lake Powell, where dropping levels are threatening key infrastructure. Gene Shawcroft is Utah's water negotiator. It's fairly obvious that that water left in Flaming Gorge makes more sense than to release it where we can never get it back. Shawcroft says emergency releases from Flaming Gorge did their job and helped Lake Powell. And now it's time for the feds to hit the pause button earlier than planned in response to a snowy winter. I'm Alex Hager. A Tewahopi musician and educator performed at Canyon of the Ancients Visitor Center and Museum recently. Ed Kabodi is a provocative artist who mixes music and history from an indigenous perspective. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis has more. Under dim lighting, Ed Kabodi plays a wooden flute at the Canyon of the Ancients Auditorium. Behind him, an archival image of Puebloan ruins is illuminated on a projection screen. Within a few moments, this serious tone gives way to humor. Christopher Columbus discovered America. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a mixture of song and humor and some strong opinions, Kabodi challenges his audience to reconsider our notion of history. Well, but the Vikings may have done it centuries before that. Well, hello, the Native Americans did it centuries and centuries, millennia before any of that. Hello, you guys aren't the only ones that can figure out how to maneuver a boat. You know what I'm saying? The crowd in attendance appears to be mostly, if not entirely, white. Ed Kabodi identifies as Tewa and Hopi. His performance touches on race, colonialism, and equity in the complicated history of North America. It's challenging material, even for an audience full of progressive, well-meaning white people. As a Native American, when you hear somebody give a land acknowledgement, at the end of it, I come to the conclusion, so why are you still here? We're acknowledging extreme injustice, glossing it over, and patting ourselves on the back for doing it. Ed Cabote grew up on Tewa lands in New Mexico and Hopi lands in Arizona. When he sings, his face is filled with emotion. that a German is not Spanish. Sometimes Kabodi draws uncomfortable laughter from the crowd. And an English person is not Dutch, etc., etc. But when it comes to us, we're all Native American. You know, oh, you're Native American, do you know this guy in South Dakota? <laughs> it happens a lot more than you think. You know? During the Q&A, the audience is eager to ask Kabodi about the solutions he sees to injustices. Response to laugh. And I, I'm not critiquing anyone in the negative, but we're... And afterward, a number of people approach him on stage. One woman asks whether performing this material is emotionally difficult. Kabodi is gentle and self-effacing, but later he says it is challenging. There's a lot of times when it's draining, exhausting, <laughs> you know disheartening, but 
the work also has its own strength and momentum and it gives energy when we're following what we believe in, right? When we're pursuing a calling on our life, it brings its own energy. The visitor center at Canyon of the Ancients was built by the United States government to manage and curate Native American ancestry. Ed Cabote's appearance there challenges the legitimacy of that museum and even the park itself. His ideas are provocative, challenging, and worth listening to. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. The Moab City Council will be in session on Tuesday. That's today. Maggie McGuire of the Moab Sun News gives us a preview of what's ahead. On the agenda for this week's Moab City Council meeting is an update on legislative goings-on up at the Capitol that could impact the city. The Utah State Legislative Session ends this Friday on March 3rd. Other agenda items include potentially raising rates for stormwater and waste pickup to account for the cost of upgrades and maintenance, and hearing the results of sound monitoring conducted at special events last year. This agenda preview is from our partners at the Moab Sun News. City Council meetings are held on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month at 6 p.m., and they're streamed online on Moab City's YouTube page. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, February 28th. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.